myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your life back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not true Hi, welcome along to NUFC Matters. It is those were the days. And uh, if you've managed to recover from the most depressing episode uh, that we had, to, we had to put on last time, 1960-61, well done. Uh, we're now into 1961-62 with George. Uh, hopefully there's some better times around the corner, George. Not far away, not far away, Steve. I mean, we're, we're into the second division now. Uh, dumped out. Well, I mean, it was coming. Anybody that that's watched the other ones and seen how our defence was operating, 109 goals last season. No wonder we ended up getting relegated. On the, on the plus side, though, we're still scoring 89 uh, going forward, but uh, it wasn't enough to save us, so down, down we went. And, of course, we now have Charlie Mitten, who's already battling against Dan Seymour and his mates to, to keep him in, keep in his job. He's now got a real battle on his hands because every every single uh, thing that he wants to do, Seymour and his mates are are dead against it. You know, it's 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 hard for him, uh, and and uh, one wonders what the bloke might have done if he'd given it, uh, we'd given him a fair shake. We're at 1961. We're still in the in the swinging 60s. Just to give you some uh, information about where we are, top of the pops was still chubby. Check Ellen out the twist. Would you believe? And Elvis Presley singing Surrender, um, Stand By Me by uh, uh, Ben King, and uh, Runaway by Del Shannon uh, was another one which was very, very popular in the day. So that, there was, uh, that, that, that was the music scene. And if you wanted to go to the cinema, the pictures, as we call it in those days, um, West Side Story was, uh, was uh, the premier picture at the time. And Judgment in Nuremberg, if you wanted a serious one, Breakfast at Tiffany's, if you wanted a, a rom-com, as they call them now, that was great. Splendor in the Grass. Well, I, I, my memory is that lots of young men like me went to see Splendor in the Grass because the title conveyed all sorts of things that the picture didn't. <laughs> so Splendor in the Grass wasn't quite what we expected. <laughs> uh, and then the Children's Hour was another good one of, of, of the time. So, so that's where we are in, in, in time. Charlie Mitten's starting to have a clear out. He's, he's getting rid of lots of people. Uh, he'd already got rid of Bob Stopo and Jimmy Schooler, some of the old hands. And then, lo and behold, at the beginning of this season, he persuades Seymour to give Bobby Mitchell a free transfer and a testimonial as a means of getting rid of them. So Bobby Mitchell ends up going to Berwick Rangers as player manager and he gets a testimonial. Just to people uh, think about Bobby Mitchell. He's a left winger, nicknamed uh, Bobby Dazzler, Twinkle Toes. They were the names he used to get. 412 games, 113 goals. And this is a left winger. I mean, incredible. That, that's the programme for his for his testimonial, which we'll, we'll talk about in a later, later date. Um but you know that's the kind of uh, of player he was, the, the kind of adulation he got from the, the crowd is not not surprising. And this is what Bobby had to say: There's no doubt that the crowd at St James's Park absolutely loved Mitchell, with forty thousand attending his testimonial. 
And this is what he had to say for himself. It's a wonderful thing to emerge from the dressing rooms at St. James's Park to the accompaniment and the acclamation of one's faithful supporters. Even after many years with United, I get a tingle with satisfaction and pride when I hear the Gallagher roar. So that's that's somebody who really loved his time here and 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 and, and deservedly sure, deservedly sure. So right, we'll we'll start on the uh, on the season now, Steve. Let's have the first uh, program. I yeah, think the, first the, first... the first photographs we've got, as usual, ah, uh, right. are some team photographs. Yes, right. That's 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 the team uh, of of the year with uh, still playing in the mitten shirts, of course. Um, uh, lots of uh, old hands and new hands. Dave Hollins is the goalkeeper. Um, he became a real favourite and became an ever present. He really was a, a tr- tremendous goalkeeper and. Uh, in the front row, there's some new faces. On the far right is Jimmy Feller, the boat from Leicester. And in the middle is uh, Barry Thomas, who was centre forward, uh, who the boat from Scunthorpe after he um, tore us to pieces um, and uh, became a firm favourite in, 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 at Newcastle. The next one, Steve. And the next one is this. That's them training round the cinder track at St James's Park. Oh, how I remember those days. Um, George Dalton in the far right, uh, school friend of mine who managed to get a contract and get in the first team. Gordon Hughes next to him. Behind him, the, the, the big lad is Bill Thompson, the, the, the centre half. And behind him on the left, farthest left, that's Ken Hale who played uh, midfield and who, who, again, I knew quite well. But that's that's a anybody who's been a, a, on, on a con, any sort of... Uh, Signature at uh, Newcastle will remember doing those rotations around the cinder track, and that's Barry, an action uh, picture of Barry Thomas uh, playing for United. And uh, um, he, he was a character, but a, a well loved character by the by the crowd uh, during his day. And uh, we're now start the programs, I think. Yeah, now we've got the fixtures. Ah, right, yeah, this is part of the program from. A friendly with uh, AFC Odense, I think, from Denmark. You can click on the next one. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, it was a charity match. M- Mitten and his, ex- his friendies and his, his charity games. I mean, uh, drove, it's driven me crackers while we've been doing this. I mean, we've got a hard season last time. We've got a hard season in second division and still we're playing charity games. Odense and... Uh, Newcastle, that's that's the two teams um, uh, playing in, in uh, uh, that that night, and they're playing in a charity match because there's a link between the RVI in Newcastle and a hospital in Odense. One of the two of the consultants uh, worked together apparently, and so they, they, they had these charity games. There was another one shortly afterwards, I think, against uh, that's the Odense program with the. Uh, Pictures of Ken Hale and Len White. Um, and that's Ivor Altchurch and, and the full squad printed in the programme. I sometimes think I wouldn't mind that um, uh, in one of our programmes because people don't know the whole squad and I think that was quite useful. Anyway, uh, Odense and Aarhus played these two friendlies and made a lot of money for the RVI uh, in doing so. Um, tenants weren't 
super uh, grade, about 12,000, which for a, a friendly at the beginning of the season one too bad. And to have two friendlies so close together, one on a Wednesday and one on a Saturday, um, I don't know where he thought he's people were coming from but he's still got two twelve thousands which was which isn't bad it says a lot about our fans um the next one is Spurs, the next one, yeah that's right it's a photograph of the spurs team i think paying homage to them because this was their that the year we re got relegated they won the double league and cup double and that's the team that won the league and cup double um Incredible. When they played the uh, the Charity Shield, of course, they didn't have any opponents, so they picked a football league team to play them, and they played it at White, White Hart Lane. And the Newcastle had Len White in the football league team, uh, which was uh, because of his outstanding goal-scoring feats. And indeed, on that picture at the far right at the back is no other than Dave Mackay. Dave Mackay had a reputation for being hard, I actually think he was really dirty. He, he put a lot of people out of the game when he played. And he put Len White out of the game for me. Because after after the game, we turned them over at White Hart Lane, where Len White was just unplayable. He scored a hat-trick. Just before the end, Mackay tackled White really badly. And Len White never recovered from that tackle. Um, he, he played again, but he was never the same player. He was always a yard sh uh, slower than he was. Uh, but I felt double champions and cup winners. You can't avoid that. You've got to you've got to mention that in 1961 uh, because it was it was so important. Uh, and 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 they were a good seed team. There's no doubt about that. Um, our next one will probably be my first game. Yeah, is that Leighton Orient? Leighton Orient, yes. Leighton Orient at home, and uh, well, it was. It, it, all new teams for us because we hadn't been in the second division for such a long time. So the interesting thing about doing this is that uh, while I had uh, we had Leighton Orient, our team was uh, uh, Dave Hollands, uh, Dick Keith, Alf McMichael, the same full-back pairing, Duncan Neal, John McGrath, Jackie Bell, Gordon Hughes, Jimmy Harrower, John McGuigan, Ivor Church, and Liam Toy. And... Uh, we weren't, uh, didn't know what to expect from Leighton Orient, uh, but they, they had a very small squad. Uh, I think there may be a photograph of the Leighton Orient squad next, Steve, is there? Uh, no, we haven't got that. All right, OK. Um, it, or it may turn up in the second game. Um, I mean, the only person in the Leighton Orient squad who had any major experience was an ex-professional from, uh, from Chelsea called uh, Dunmore, David Dunmore, who played... A, a lot of years for Chelsea, and obviously on his way out went to Leighton Orient as a, another London club. But it was a nil-nil draw, a very poor game, to be perfectly honest. And uh, um, you know, it uh, it didn't it set the season off without a defeat. But that was that was all we could claim about it. It was a, a very poor game. I think the next game maybe our next home game. Yeah, another program. Yeah, just go with it, and uh, I think it's. Walsall. Walsall, that was game number two, and again, all new for us because uh, we hadn't been there before. But Walsall were um, uh, had a good reputation as a team that dug in and uh, and never give anything away. We won one nil. Our team was virtu was almost virtually the same as uh, 
the, the first team accepted instead of Jackie Bell at uh, left uh, midfield, defensive midfield, George Dalton, my old friend, came in and uh, at uh, inside to uh, the right wing was Charlie Woods, another another old friend of mine. Otherwise, the team was the same. And they played a lot better against Walsall. Although uh, we only managed to win uh, 1-0 and the goal scorer was uh, fairly predictable. Uh, it, it was Liam Toohey, who, the left winger who we got from Ireland, who was playing out of his skin by then. So we move on and we're, and we're heading to... Uh, Well, uh, Scunthorpe. Right. Okay. Well, we'll 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 stop we'll stop there because we're we're um uh um there's a there's a a Preston away games slipped in before that one, and we went to Preston with uh, high hopes and uh, uh, the team was uh, much the same as I've read out before. Hollands, Keith, McMichael, Neil. Willie Thompson come, Bill Thompson comes in at centre half, George Dalton, Len Wood, Len White rather is back in the team, fit again, Charlie Woods, Ken Lee, Iverall Church, and Liam Toohey. And they go to Preston and win 1 0, which was which was uh, celebrated widely on Tyneside. And uh, um Charlie Woods was the goal scorer. Charlie Woods was was the goal scorer, and, and that, that was uh, very nice to see from, from people who, who, who knew Charlie. Um, the next game we played was an away game at uh, at Walsall. It was the return game at Walsall. And uh, we uh, expected that we might uh, get a, another away victory out of that, but we didn't. Uh, typical Newcastle, when you expect them to do something, they don't do the exact opposite. And we lost 1-0 at Fellows Park, which interestingly attracted the biggest Walsall crowd they had ever had to that time. 26,000 people. Uh, they'd never had that many people in the ground at Walsall before, but they came to see Newcastle in, in their numbers. However, they're rewarded for coming because Walsall beat were, beat were one nil, uh, And the goal was scored by a lad called Younger, who, guess what, used to play for Newcastle United when he was a teenager. Uh, just to add grist to the mill. Uh, and the next uh, next game we played was uh, at home to uh, Plymouth Argyle. I don't think I've put that program up, uh, Steve, because the pro okay. the pro the programs are all the same. It it it, it bit pointless. We've played Plymouth at home, and uh, everybody thought, "Well, come on, let's let's get back on song." No, we didn't get back on song. We 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 did the same old thing, wanted to win, and we lost two nil. Twenty nine thousand at the game. Uh, and Plymouth uh, scorers were uh, Kyle and Car uh, Carter. But playing for Plymouth were Alan Jackson and uh, Brian Wright, both of whom joined Plymouth just before the season started. They were two players that were cleared out by Mitten and went to Plymouth Argyle. But they, they did their job for Plymouth Argyle. Our team was, was much the same as I read before, uh, with Hollands again in goal. Uh, and, and ever present, and the rest uh, much the same as well. Um, we're now heading towards. Uh, um, all right, okay. Now I've got a friendly. Would you believe? <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> Against two, the Magums. 
what the hell do we want to play friendly against the Mackhams for? Well, I'll tell you why. Money. That's the only thing I can think. The three club directors, Middlesbrough, Sunderland and Newcastle, got together at the beginning of the season and decided it would have a series of friendlies. And the one that won the friendlies in the like a league system could be declare themselves as cock with the north. Have you ever? Well, that's six more games we've got to play. Never mind cock with the north. Anyway, we played we played the Mackhams and we won one nil at home. Ken Leake scoring the goal with a crowd of 53,000. 53,000 for a an non-entity of a friendly. I mean, it, it, it was it was amazing to get that many people to come for a friendly. But I think it, it just showed the uh, appetite for Newcastle v Sunderland. Bearing in mind Sunderland had been down in the second division a while then. Um, Sunderland's uh, team was uh, fairly predictable. Uh, the other thing I, I've discovered with, with this doing this one is the squads for the big, what we would call the big teams like Sunderland, are enormous. They've got 20, 30, 30 odd players where Walsall, Plymouth, and so on, they're lucky to have double figures. It's, it's amazing how they survived, uh, but they did. Where Sunderland, they had Jim Montgomery, Stan Anderson, Len Hasher, Charlie Hurley. And in, in the defensive lineup, of course, was Cesar Irwin, who I played in Thumbland schoolboys with and went to Burnley with. Martin Harvey became a big, uh, a big uh, um, player for the team. And of course, George Hurd, who caused a whole lot of animosity between Newcastle and Sunderland. George Hurd came down from Third Lanark. He'd signed, we thought, Seymour was telling everybody, and Mitten was telling everybody, We've signed George Hurd. Well, unbeknownst to us, the very night that we thought we signed him, the Sunderland chairman went up to Third Lanark and offered George Hurd more money. So George Hurd signed for Sunderland. Can you imagine the furore that caused? <laughs> You'd hear the howls all, all the way to Roker Park. There's no doubt about that. But, we're, we're, you know, they're the sort of things that used to happen and, 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 and went on. So, so we, we get this friendly with Sunderland out of the way. And uh, we get back onto the uh, league programme, which uh, is uh, um, Huddersfield Town away. And we, uh, we're fingers crossed, let's, let's hope we can, we can get something out. But we, we didn't. We, we lost 2 1 to Huddersfield. And by now, of course, the Gallagher Corner is starting to panic. That's several losses, and we're starting to look in the bottom half of the second division, not the top half where we hope would be. We lost 2 1. Um, Len White scored our goal and a lad called Kerry and Massey scored their two goals um, for the, in the Huddersfield team uh, Ray Wood who was a goalkeeper that everybody knew and Ray Wilson of course was the left back who ended up in the 66 World Cup team um, but he was a, a young man then Jim Kerry who scored the first goal against him ended up playing for us by the end of the season, we'd, we'd, we'd bought him from, from Huddersfield and exchanged Len White the, the other way. Um, the team for us that day away at Huddersfield was um, uh, fairly predictable. Dave Hollands, Dick Keith, Alf McMichael. George Wright came in on the right side of midfield. George Heslip, another old friend of mine, playing centre-back. And George Dalton at uh, left uh, defensive midfield. And then Len White, Ivor Hall Church, John McGuigan, K. 
Ken Leek and Liam Toohey. Uh, and as I say, lost 2-1. So um, the Gallagher corner's uh, getting a sweat on now because uh, we're, we're bumping around the wrong end of the second division, never mind the, never mind the first division. Um, the next one, I think, is the next programme you've got is, is Scunthorpe, I think, Steve. Yep. Yes, Scunthorpe United at home uh, on a Wednesday night and it's a League Cup. And I think, well, are we, are we going to get a, get a run in the League Cup this time? And lo and behold, we do. We do. We, 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 we win 2-0 with Ken Hill and Ivor Alchurch uh, scoring uh, the two goals uh, and the crowd... Uh, starting to look up a little bit because we've been pretty poor in the League Cup up to now. Uh, and we've still got a 30,000 crown, which which wasn't bad. 2-0, uh, and, and uh, uh, are we going to go places? No. Interesting for for uh, fans, uh, Ken Hodgson and Brian Godfrey, who were, again, are two players that Mitten got rid of, turned up on the Scunthorpe side uh, and, and played against with And played, played quite well, is, is my memory. Our side, predictable, Dave Hollands, Keith McMichael, Wright Hasler, Dalton, Len White, Old Church, Ken Hill, Ken Leak and Liam Toohey. So that was the same team that, 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 that lost um, uh, previous games, but are now looking uh, a bit better. But but this is the League league Cup again. So we're now uh, got a, next got a home game against Swansea. Um, I don't know if there's a programme in for that, Steve. Yes, there is. That's, yes, there is. Um and uh, we uh, we drew with Swansea 2-2. Swansea were quite a good side at that time. And to get 2-2 was regarded as, as quite a good result. Um, the Gallagher corner didn't think so, mind, I can tell you. Um, Leek and Alchurch scored our goals. And uh, Howard Williamson uh, scored both the Swansea's, a Welsh international. The star man on the night was uh, a Swansea midfielder called... Reg Davis. Now, anybody that's watched this, they'll know that a couple of years before, Reg Davis was our star player, not their star player. He tore us to shreds, but we managed to, to survive a, a draw out of it. Uh, but again, the, the cloud, crowd's coming back, nearly 30,000 at the time. So we're, we're not doing too badly um, in, in crowd-wise. So that, that's that's Swansea. Um, next match is, is a humdinger. Because it's an away game at uh, at Liverpool. No, it's a home game against Liverpool. Sorry, um, nobody's expecting much out of this because Liverpool are already starting to run away with the division, and their squad at that time was was ginormous and was being, of course, run by Shankly. Shankly was rebuilding Liverpool at this time, uh, and we we played Liverpool, uh, and and the crowd was. 40-odd thousand for this one, 48,000 for this one. Uh, Ken Hill scored for us early on, but an own goal from uh, uh, George Hislop uh, and uh, a, a winner um, from Gordon Millen, one of the, the star players, uh, midfield players, England player, um, made it 2-1. However, they gave a good count of themselves and it, it stayed 2-1. We didn't uh, lose any more. So at least we, we gave a good account of ourselves against the team that was running away with the division. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, I mean, the, the uh, um, Newcastle uh, side was, the, was virtually the same as the one I said before. 
But uh, go the Liverpool squad, uh, Slater in goal, Jerry Byrne, Gordon Miller, Ron Yates is a name that people will remember, uh, Ken Lewis, Roger Hunt, who played for England in the World Cup as well, Ian St John, Jimmy Melia, who, who was at Liverpool a long a lot of years, and Alan Court, who uh, I remember as, as a youth player, um, stayed was in, with Liverpool for a long time too. Um, I've just... Uh, Looked at the Liverpool cards, 30 odd players in that squad uh, of Liverpool's with uh, names I've never mentioned Morrissey, um, Aris Smith, uh, Jeff Twentyman, um, Ronnie Moran, who uh, became part of the backroom staff with Shankly. Um, goalkeepers were uh, Tommy Lawrence and, and Jim Fernell, both who had long. Uh, distinguished careers at Liverpool. And that's the difference in this division. A team like Liverpool with 30-odd squad, a team like Walsall, uh, Leighton Orient, uh, lucky if they've got double figures to pick from. So you, you wonder how they how they survive. So we now uh, got an away game, I think, to uh, Southampton. I don't know if I've got a Southampton programme. Um, I'm not sure what we've got. No, 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 you can put that one back again then, Steve. Uh, so we go away to Southampton and uh, we're hopeful that uh, we might at least get a draw at Southampton because they're not playing particularly well. Uh, but sadly, um, no such luck. We lose uh, 1-0 to Southampton. Um, a very early goal and we, we never got back in the match. Our team was Hollands, McKinney, McMichael, Duncan Neal back in the team, George Dalton, George uh, George Hazard, George Dalton, Gordon Hughes now back out on the right wing, Ken Lee, Ken Hale, Ivor Alchurch, and Liam Tui. Uh, but a game which we never, never really um, got into after after the early goal. Um, Southampton, another team with a fairly big big squad. Uh, but I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned the squad because when I looked down at it, I thought, "Hello, there's names I know." For example, in the midfield, they had a lad called Ken Wimshurst. Now, Ken Wimshurst was at Newcastle for years. Ken Wimshurst has uh, left Newcastle because he, he had a row with the uh, the previous manager, George, George Martin. Uh, and uh, George Martin just uh, got rid of him. Straight, straight away. Uh, no back chatting George Martin. So Ken ended up uh, on a free transfer to Wolves and then he ended up at Southampton where... He had a nice long uh, career um, with Southampton. Also in the Southampton squad was a, a young man on the right wing called Terry Payne, who played a lot of years for them and for England. A uh, very distinguished uh, career Terry Payne had. So we're now um, at Southampton. The next game's a home game against uh, Luton Town. And uh, they're not doing too well. So this is... Because of the situation we're in, we're still floating around the middle and just below the middle of the division. Everybody thinks, in our parlance, this is this is a, this is going to this is a six pointer. We've got to get something out of this. And lo and behold, they don't let we down this time. We beat Luton four one. Alcher, Hughes, Hale, and White score our goals, and McGuffey scored the consolation for for Luton. Um, Luton's squad was. Uh, didn't have many big stars in, but they had a Scotchman called Jim Fleming, who was well known uh, in, in two or three uh, first division teams, uh, particularly in, in, in the South. 
Um, I think he played for West Ham a bit. He played for, um, I think he played for Brentford a bit, uh, and he ended up with Luton. Uh, but uh, their their manager was uh, was sorry. They, one of their midfielders was a man called Gordon Turner, who eventually became manager of Luton Town. So we we, we got a good good home victory against Luton Town with twenty three thousand at, at the game. So um, the faithful are still the faithful are still coming. So. Um, we're now up to the second round of the League Cup and we're drawn against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Sheffield United, rather. And everybody thinks, oh, and it's away from home. Um, we're going to struggle here. We're going to struggle here. But we don't struggle. They go away and don't really give a good account of themselves, come back with a 2-2 draw. And the team was Solins McKinney, Colin Clish, another ex-junior player that I know well. Doug McNeil, Hislop, George Dalton, Hughes Hill, McGuigan, Alchurch and Meek. And uh, only 12,065 at uh, Bramall Lane, which, uh, you know, you would have thought for, for a team like Sheffield United, they'd have got more than that. Anyway, 2-2. Two, two. Um, the uh, only thing about the uh, um, Sheffield squad, there was two former um, Newcastle players in that squad, but uh, they didn't play that night. Len um, Hodgkinson and uh, uh, Lenny McPhee, uh, but they never did much with Newcastle before they were, they were shifted out. So so we get a draw from, from the uh, uh, in the League Cup, so that means we're going to have a, a replay sometime soon. Um, next game is, is an away game uh, at Liverpool, um, and uh, unfortunately, um, the anticipated happens. We, we we get beat, but we don't get slaughtered. Um, we lose two nil with uh, Hunt and Lewis scoring their goals, one in each half, uh, and crowded Anfield, fifty three thousand, uh, and uh, the uh, Liverpool team was much the same as the one that played at St James's Park, except he brought. Um, Ron Yates in at centre half, and uh, otherwise it was virtually the same. Oh, and Dick White at right back in, in, instead of Twentyman, and our team was uh, was predictable because by now we've got a settled squad: Hollands, McKinney, Matt Michael, Duncan Neal, George Hislop, George Dalton, Gordon Hughes, Ivor Alchurch, Len White, John McGuigan, and Liam Tui. Uh, and as I say, a, a huge crowd at Anfield, which was. Uh, which was uh, to be expected and, 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 and appreciated that they, they would want to come and see Newcastle United. Um, so next one is a home game against Charlton Athletic uh, on, on Saturday the 7th of October. And having had a good showing at Liverpool, even though we lost 2-0, the, there was optimism in the crowd that we would, we would uh, at least get something out of this game. Uh, and we did. We beat Charlton 4-1 and McGuigan got two. Um, Sewell scored an own goal and Al Church scored uh, and then Howie scored their consolation goal. Um, it was two goals in each half and their consolation came towards towards the end. Um, in the Charlton side, they had two characters, Stuart Leary, South African centre-forward, and, and Sammy Lowry, who was a, a, an old-timer who... who caused all sorts of trouble. Um, the sort of forward who would uh, 
rough people up. You know, sort of player that would cause an argument in the telephone box. I mean, that's the sort of bloke he was. And that's the reputation he had. And uh, he was a bit like Marmite. Some people loved him, some people hated him, and that's the way he played. Um, but he, he was in, in the squad, but it didn't make any difference. Charlton still lost um, uh, 4-1. So now we're um, uh, Monday the 9th of October, and guess what? We've got a friendly against an international 11. Now, this international 11 is, of course, is Bobby Mitchell's um, testimonial game. And uh, I'll put those down because um, I want, I've got some other bits of paper here I want to pick up. Have you, can you get Bobby Mitchell's programme up, uh, Steve? There you go, I've actually got a copy of this. Have you? Well, I used to... Uh, well, I, I suppose if I went to the loft, I might find it. Or oh, Neil might have got rid of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, and, and uh, very jazzy programme. I mean, it doesn't even look like a football programme. But uh, uh, And uh, I do hope Bobby Mitchell wouldn't mind me saying a very touched-up photo of the, of the man himself. Um, that's not the Bob, Bobby Mitchell I remember. Anyway, he picks an, uh, an international team to play Newcastle United for his testimonial. When I read the team out, you'll 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 see some of the names and why he picked them. For example, in goal, Ronnie Simpson. Who did uh, Mitten get rid of? Ronnie Simpson. It, right, right back, McIntosh from Berwick Rangers. Left back was uh, was uh, Harry Wilson. Somebody else that uh, uh, that uh, Mitten got rid of. And the right right midfield was Stan Anderson from Sunderland. And at centre back. From no shoes, none other than Frank Brennan, the great friend of Stan Seaboss. <laughs> Frank Brennan. And at uh, left uh, defensive midfield, Bob Stoko, another great friend of, uh, of, of Mitten, who, who shipped him off to Bury as, as player manager as part exchange for John McGrath. On the right wing, uh, Smith from Berwick Rangers. And then uh, David Hilly from Third Lanark who was a friend of, uh, of Bobby Mitchell's. His family were friends of Bobby Mitchell. Now would have big importance later on because Dave Hilly becomes a Newcastle player uh, uh, during this season. And at centre-forward, Jackie Milburn. Who else could be centre-forward? And at inside-left, as I call it, or inside-midfield, George Eastham, another friend of Stan Seaboe's. I mean... Uh, and Bobby Mitchell himself on the left wing. I mean, I would love to have been a wall in that uh, um, international room, uh, team dressing room to hear what they had to say about their times uh, and what happened to them at Newcastle United, especially when Seymour was the manager. Um, so that was the international team. It was a 3-2 win to the international team. Al Church and Tui scored for Newcastle. And guess what? Jackie Milburn scored two. And Bob Stoto scored the third one. So the international team won 3-2. Uh, Great night. Four, four, nearly 41,000 actually at the game uh, for, for Bobby Mitchell. And well-deserved. As I said at the start, 400-odd games and 100 and nearly 130 goals. It's quite a thing for a left, left wing end. Certainly would be even these days, I think. So we move on. And, and, and our next game is a home game at Sheffield United. It's the replay of the like of the League Cup, and everybody, certainly in the Gallagher corner, were, were, were absolutely certain this is going to be uh, this is going to be some 
some game because we've got the chance to make progress and we're at home. The anticipation's high because the crowd's 35,000, which uh, might not have happened on, on another day for a League Cup game. Well, typical Newcastle, of course, we've had the uh, all sorts of things going on. A 4-1 win, win with against Charlton. We managed to get knocked out of the cup by Sheffield United 2-0 on this particular occasion. It was a disaster. When the second goal went in, you could have heard the gro- you'd have heard the groans down in the Haymarket. Uh, and uh, people were saying people were saying it was nil nil at half time. Um hard a lad called Hartle scored both Sheffield's goals. And uh, you know, by the time the 10 minute flag went down, people weren't even looking to go home. Most of them had already gone by the time the second goal went in. Uh, however, that was that was where we were, and uh, um so we, we were out of the League Cup. So we move on now to uh, an away game against Bury, um, managed by our old friend Bob Stoko, of course. And uh, we go to Bury and, and think, well, come on, we've, we've had a couple of good results. Let's get a have a go at Bury and see if we can get a result there. Not only a Nelly. Not only a... Yes, we did. <laughs> we won 7-2, for God's sake. Nobody expected that. We thought we'd get a win. Uh, but 7-2 was beyond our dreams. Uh, and the scorers were Ken Hill, Leak 2, Ken Hill 2, Leak 2, McGuigan, and a young man called Alan Suddick, another youth team player who's been pushed forward in the first team. And Alan scored two goals as well. So we're, 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 um, McGuigan scored one. Burry got Jackson and Calder scored their consolations. Burry by now had Bob Stoke as manager. They had Dave Hickson and Bill Holden in the forward line, two ex-first division centre forwards of note, Hickson for Everton, Holden for uh, Bolton, Burnley and Sunderland. Um, but they didn't do anything that day. And their goalkeeper was a young man called Chris Harker. Uh, now, Chris is ex-Newcastle goalkeeper, so he wouldn't enjoy picking seven goals out of the back of his net against his old club, I don't think. But at least we're, we're on, we're, everybody's thinking, well, is, is this the turning point? I will go on places now. So we come back from 7-2 at Bury, and our next match is a friendly against Middlesbrough, for God's sake. And we play Middlesbrough in this friendly. That's it. That's it. That's the one. And, and there's another programme for the proper match as well somewhere, I think. Anyway, we play... We play Middlesbrough in this friendly and we managed to lose 3-2. Um, Leek and Hale score for us. And Peacock 2 and uh, Neil score for them. Um, but again, the crowd for a friendly, and it's simply the, the derby issue thing, is still 35,000. It, you know, a few days after we've been knocked out of the League Cup. That says a lot about the fan base, I've got to say. Um, the... Uh, um, Middlesbrough squad had some real old timers in Derek Stonehouse, uh, Ken Thompson, Don Walker, Ian Gibson, Willie Hamilton, and the centre forward was Alan Peacock, who of course uh, replaced none other than Brian Clough, who I'll talk about uh, later. Is is the the next vote is about Clough the other? Yes. Right. The. Uh, Cluffy had left uh, Middlesbrough uh, 
that's him, just before this happened. And he'd gone to Sunderland. He'd played, they'd played the equivalent friendly against Sunderland about two nights, be two or three nights before. And Cluffy had scored all three goals. And after the match, Sunderland signed him. And there he is, banging in a goal against, that's against Sunderland, actually. Um, and uh, um, they signed him immediately after the match. And he, and he went for a, um, what at the time was it was a record fee for the uh, for the um, uh, the second division. Um, is there another one of them? No, this, this is just to show how unusual. I've done a couple of things just to show how usual, unusual Cluffy is. Right, he's transferred from Ayrson Park the night after the Sunderland game. And then the day day after, he goes in to collect his gear. And he's introduced and shakes hands with the bloke that's taking his place. Peacock, who scored the goals against us. I mean, I can't imagine a situation in, in, in the current climate where two players who are swapping clubs uh, like that uh, would, would, would meet and greet so friendly. I mean, it just, just wouldn't happen. I don't think, anyway. And the next one should be another, another cluffy thing, I think. That's the Middlesbrough squad. Um, with uh, um, uh, Cluffy gone now, Peacock ensconced in the team. Um, but it's uh, it's it, Bob Dennison, the manager, was a, quite a famous manager. Um, next one, Steve, and that's uh, the new stadium, uh, the Riverside Stadium. It used to be Ayrson Park, of course, but that's a, a whole different ball game to Ayrson Park. Ayrson Park was a typical old ramshackle place uh, in in uh, in Middlesbrough, um, where we used to sometimes go. And I think I've already said to you that one of my cousins used to come, and he he used to see he was coming to match with us. He didn't. He spent his time in one of the massage parlours down down the quayside at Teesside. But he used to meet you after the match and go home and tell everybody how good the match was. Um, uh, and the next one, I think, maybe a, a copy of a letter. I think. Yeah, the letters. Uh, give us. You have to give us two seconds to to get that open loaded because it was um, it was quite difficult to get. But I've got it. Right. It's um, right. yeah. What, what's the significance of the letter, George? Well, this is this is another example of what Cluffy was like. This is when he's manager of Nottingham Forest. I mean, we're well away from '61 now, uh, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's in the '70s. But nonetheless, I just wanted people to see what a what a strange blow or an unusual blow Cluffy was. Somebody told Cluffy about a soldier who was a mad, passionate Nottingham Forest fan um, who was serving in Northern Ireland and he got burned when, when, a, when a sendry device went off and he was badly burned and sent back to hospital uh, in London to recover. So they told Cluffy about this and how, how, how much he loved Nottingham Forest. So he has Cluffy's letter to this lad lying in his hospital bed. Dear Bill, this letter may come as a surprise to you, and it will be an even bigger surprise when I tell you to get up off your arse and bedside and get yourself fit because we need you uh, to let you, uh, for the rest of the games, to be played at the city ground this season. And I have a seat waiting for you for all those games whenever you can come the rest of the season as soon as you are able to come. I know it's difficult for you, and I won't pretend to begin to understand how you feel, but you know we want you here. 
just as soon as possible. We all hope and you get better quietly and everyone here sends their love and best wishes. We are all thinking of you, looking forward to the seeing you at this one of Nottingham Forest matches as soon as you are well. That's not the sort of thing no, you know, you expect from normal football managers, I don't think. Uh, and there he is, uh, given and a Sunderland strip, given stick to a, uh, a poor and suspecting goalkeeper. So that, that's that's me rant on on Cluffy, but it, but he's a character that needs, in my opinion, needs remembering because he 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 was exceptional in every way. So we we we, we have the friendly against Middlesbrough. And then immediately afterwards on the Saturday, that's a Monday night, and on the Saturday we have a home game against Brighton. Now, there's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and that that's a home digger of a game. I can actually remember being at this one. From start to finish, Newcastle just wiped the floor with Brighton. Um, 25,000 at the game. And uh, Liam Toohey, Ken Hales, Gord, and then Ken Leak. The lad we bought from Leicester scored a hat-trick. And our team was uh, Hollands, Keith, McMichael, Duncan Neal, George Haslip, George Dalton, Alan Suddick, Ken Heald, Ken Leek, Ivor Church, and Liam Toohey. Uh, and, and a brilliant game. Uh, and as I said, just over 25,000 at the match. So we, we, we're now in the right half of the, of the division, shall we say. Uh, and... Uh, we finished with Brighton, and guess what? On Wednesday, the 25th of October, we've got a friendly against the bloody Maghams, would you believe? <laughs> and uh, we managed to beat them 2-1. Glenn White scores two goals, and uh, George Hurd scores, scores their goal. And uh, um, again, 48,000 at the match for a friendly. I mean, Beggar's belief, but it, but it, but it happened, and and uh, I I think it only happened on Tyne side, and and perhaps on Wea side as well, to show what sort of football lunatics we are. Um, our next game is is uh, away game to Scunthorpe, and having had a few games, we're playing well, and we played well against them at uh, St James's. We thought, well, we might get something out of this. No such luck. Uh, Scunthorpe beat us three uh, two, fourteen thousand in the ground. And uh, our goals are scored by Al Church and, and Suddick. And the team was uh, predictable. Um, Dave Hollands, Keith McMichael, Duncan Neal, George Heslop, um, George Dalton, Alan Suddick, Ken Hill and Ken Lee. Um, so we, we again, we're, we're, we're slipping down to the wrong, wrong half, of the, half of the table. Our next game is a home game against Norwich. I don't think I put that programme in. No. Um, but Norwich um, came, and they were playing well at the time. And we had a nil-nil draw. It, it was it wasn't a nil-nil draw that was boring because I can remember being there. It was a it was a, a quite an end-to-end sort of game with uh, shots whizzing past both sides. And uh, in Norwich team, there were two lads, Jimmy Hill and Bill Punton, who Minton had had sold to Norwich at the start of the season, um, and of course. Uh, people would remember that uh, much later in in the uh, in the time Ollie Burton would uh, our, our Ollie Burton would become a, a huge star at, at Norwich City as well. So nil nil gets us out of a 
um, start us going in the right direction. With 26,000 at the game, which which wasn't regarded as too bad. The next uh, the game is an away game at uh, Rotherham. Oh, no, it's not. It's a friendly against Middlesbrough. <laughs> it's a friendly against Middlesbrough. Um, we lose this one 4-3. And uh, McGuigan, Hughes and Wood get our goals. Peacock, two. Burbeck, one. And an own, own goal by our own goalkeeper, uh, Stuart Mitchell, um, uh, tops the scoring off 4-3 to Middlesbrough. However, the fans are sick. Crowd, 5,221. I think the fans have cottoned on to the fact they're being used as a cash cow, I think. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, the directors really need their heads examined for what for doing all of that, but never mind they did. Um, the next game was a, um, uh, an away game at Rotherham where we drew 0-0. Uh, and in the Rotherham side was a, a, a young teenager that just introduced into the team called Albert Bennett. He caused us all sorts of problems. And of course, some few years later, he was the star in the Newcastle team, wasn't he, Albert Bennett? And, uh, um, you know, and I, and I often wonder that uh, whether or not his performance in this game uh, stuck in the memory of the Newcastle scouts that, uh, that brought him to uh, brought, brought him to Newcastle. Next week was a home game against Bristol Rovers. And everybody's hoping, above hopes, that we might actually do something with this. And lo and behold, they do. With a 20, 24,000 crowd, we beat Bristol Rovers 5-2. With uh, Jim Wilson, Len White scored a hat-trick. Uh, and Ivor Altchurch um, uh, um, uh, scored the other ones. I've just remembered that something happened some time back and I forgot to mention it. After the Sheffield United League Cup debacle, 2-0 out, Seymour and his cohorts, because Alderman McKeague was out of the town on business, Seymour and his mates went down and sacked Linton on the spot after the match and told him to leave the ground uh, and tried to persuade Norman Smith to become manager. Norman wouldn't be co-manager. But when Bill McKeague came back, he agreed to go in as pro tem for Bill McKeague and he made McKeague and Seymour uh, shake hands and say, right, none of this affecting the team. We're sick of it. It's, it's done enough damage and so Norman Smith became my manager, uh, pro tem anyway. Um, I forgot to mention that. I, I, I should have because yeah. it's quite quite important. Um, 18th of October, if you want to look up the date. <laughs> anyway, um, we uh, um, beat Bristol Rovers 5-2 fantastic match uh, uh, really uh, good game Dave Hollands, Keith McMichael Wright, McGrath Bell Hughes, Hale, White, Alchurch, Wilson um, apart from the, the left winger Jimmy Wilson, virtually the same team that we'd, 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 we'd played uh, all season um, and the next uh, game was away at Stoke City and everybody thought, oh, surely we'll get something at Stoke City. No such luck. Uh, we lost 3-1. Um, Ken Hill scored our goal from a penalty. But uh, Stanley Matthews, uh, Jimmy Moody and uh, um, 
Ali Thompson, who is an ex-Newcastle player, by the way, uh, beat with 3-1. And also playing for Stoke that day was Dennis Violet, the, the ex-Manchester United player, uh, who was uh, a great uh, um a great player in his day, and and and, and uh, so we're now getting twitchy again. We're we're, we're down to uh, below the the middle of the uh, of the division. And the next match is is a home game against the Mackhams. Now I don't know. if I think he's put a Sunderland program up there before. Yeah, but it looks like an away program. Ah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll come to that one later. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, we two two with the Mackhams with uh, fifty four thousand at the game, which you know for two uh, clubs that are middle of the middle of the division is is, is quite tremendous. Um, White and McGuigan scored. It was a great game. I remember the game very well, and Clough scored both their goals. Now the one thing I remember about that game about the, the, one of the Clough goals, he scored it at the laser's end. And as he turned to celebrate, somebody threw an apple at him. An apple hit him on the shoulder. And Cluffy bent down, picked it up, took a big bait out of the apple, and then threw the gout back at the crowd <laughs> and went off to celebrate. I mean, <laughs> just typical Cluffy. You know, he, he, you, you couldn't beat him. But we drew uh, two to, and as I say, a huge 54,000 crowd at, uh, at St. James's for that one. Um, we're now um, heading towards... Uh, an away game at Leighton Orient, and I think there might be a programme for that one. Got that one. Good. Yeah. Six pence. Bloody Southerners. Even in the second division, they're charging six pence. And we're still only charging three. Never mind. Um, we go to uh, Leighton Orient thinking, well, let's uh, let's see if we can get a result here. No, no such luck. We lose 2-0. Um, 13,000 at, at, the, at the game. And... Uh, Leighton Orient's uh, two long service play serving players, White and Elwood, score the two goals and pack us back to Tyneside with absolutely nothing to show for it. Um, and uh, we're now, as I say, we're not panicking, but we're still only hovering about the middle of this league uh, and, and we don't want to be there. So the next game is a home game uh, against Preston North End. And we're, we're all thinking, well, surely we can get something out of this. No such luck. 3-2, uh, uh, sorry, 2-0 to Preston with uh, Biggs and Dawson scoring their goals. Uh, and uh, the message is getting out now. Only 18,000 at that game. So people are now getting twitchy about where we are on, on, in this division. And uh, so Preston North End. The next uh, home game was... Uh, Against Middlesbrough was the real game, not a friendly, a real game. Uh, and uh, again, we're hoping to do something in, in this one. Well, we 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 did. We scored three goals, but the only trouble is they scored four, so the beat were four three. And and then the Gallagher corner is really getting twitchy now. Uh, and by the time uh, Peacock's uh, sorry Peacock's yeah uh, final goal goes in. Uh, there's not many in the ground anyway. There was only 21,000 to start with. By the time we, we got the final whistle, I doubt if there was 10,000 in the ground. Um, so now we, we've got a um, light, uh, light relief of the FA Cup. And everybody thinks, oh, thank goodness for that. Well, at least we might have a cup run. Well, we do. 
And even though we're drawn against Peterborough United, a very ordinary fourth division side, in fact, who've just been elected into the league and taking Gateshead's place, everybody thought, well, this is a, this is a cakewalk. Oh, yes, it was. For Peterborough, the people won nil before a 43,000 crowd. Uh, which didn't do anything for the blood pressure of anybody in the Gallagher corner, I can tell you. And the only person of note I can tell you about with Peterborough, none of their players were extra special. Their manager was none other than Jimmy Hagan, the famous England star and Sheffield United uh, star, uh, who uh, who was a great servant to football. Uh, but Peterborough beat with 1-0, so dreams of the cup run uh, suddenly disappearing. The next game is the way game at Peterborough, and I think I might have a... Uh, sorry, uh, Plymouth. We might have a Plymouth programme there. Yeah, well, you just talk about that and I'll try and find that one. And uh, we went with the hopes of getting something, and we did, we did. We, we, we Alval Church put us in lead in the first half, uh, and we did right up to the last 10 minutes when um, a man called, lad called Maltby scored an equaliser for Plymouth Argyle. 18,000. That's it. 18,000 that game, which at that time was the biggest crowd that had at home park uh, for a match because it was Newcastle United. And I, I, I go to this theory that there's, there's an affinity between us and Plymouth, which I, I find an interesting one. So we, we at least uh, get a draw and we're starting to, uh, starting to come back again. The team's predictable. Dave Holland's still in goal, Bill McKinney, and a new left-back called Bob Ferguson, Robert Ferguson, who come Comes from uh, Shillbottle, uh, George Wright, Bill Thompson at centre-half, George Dalton, Jimmy Wilson, Charlie Woods, Woods John McGuigan, Ivor Alchurch and, and Liam Toohey. Um, so we, we uh, um, as I say, we get, uh, we get a draw at, that, uh, at, uh, um, at Plymouth. We're hoping with the next home match, it's at it's Huddersfield, that we might get a win out of this one. But no, no, it's another 1-1 one, one draw. However, the crowd recovers to 33,000. Uh, um, Jim Wilson scored our goal. And the man who called O'Grady scored Huddersfield's goal. And he was become, become quite a star with Leeds United later on. Um, so we, uh, um, we're climbing again instead of going in the wrong direction. Uh, but still, people aren't entirely uh, convinced that, that we're playing as well as we should be. Uh, we're now going to an away game at Leeds United. I think there might be a programme there for Leeds United. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Leeds United starting to play well. Uh, and we uh, um, and their prices are sneaking up to four pence for programmes. Uh, yeah, uh, Leeds United uh, are going to give us a good game. We know that. And it is a good game. All reports are that it was end-to-end stuff. Uh, but just at half time, Liam, Liam Toohey, the Irish winger we've got, uh, he scores the, the what turned out to be the winning goal before an eighteen thousand crowd. So we're, we're we're again things that uh, um, start us in the right direction. Looking at the Leeds squad, which is a huge squad compared to some of the others, uh, Gary Spray was the name people know. Uh, Jackie Charlton, Norman Hunter, uh, Paul Maidley, uh, and then in the midfield, Billy Bremner, who I have personal memories of because when I played left-back for the north of England against the south of Scotland, he was Scotland's outside right. 
and gave me a real run around at, uh, on Hibs ground at Easter Road. I remember um, some of the words I said about the little ginger so-and-so when I got back to the dressing room, who wouldn't bear repeating on this channel. Uh, uh, Bobby Collins, who, who was famous with uh, uh, with uh, Everton, of course. Albert Johansson, a South African winger who became famous. And, of course, Don Revy, um, who became uh, more than famous. He almost became a god. Uh, when he managed England. So we're, we're now um, got to win at Leeds and everybody's happy and we, we're off to Swansea now the following Friday uh, and uh, we think, well, we're not Swansea playing well, but so are we. Uh, Thomas and Wright score our goals and Reynolds two and Jones, uh, who used to play for Spurs, scored Swansea's three goals uh, before a 20,000 crowd at, uh, at the Vetch Field. Um, Good game. That's that's the program. Yeah, uh, good game, but uh, sadly a one that we we ended up on the wrong side of. Um, interestingly, our, our side is is the side we've played virtually all season. Dave Hollins, Bill McKinney, Bob Ferguson, George Wright, Willie Thompson, George Dalton, Alan Suddick, Charlie Woods, uh, Barry Thomas, um, Ivorall Church, and Liam Tui. But it isn't a thrashing, so we we. Fingers crossed, we're still hovering about the right, right bit of the division. So the next game is a home game against Southampton, uh, and we uh, we beat Southampton three two, and the crowd uh, almost forgiven were nearly thirty one thousand um, uh, at the at the game. We beat Southampton three two. Thomas Neal and Kerry. Kerry is the lad we bought from Huddersfield, as I mentioned earlier at the Huddersfield game that he scored against us then. And I'm convinced his performance on that day persuaded Newcastle to bring him to bring him to uh, to St James's Park. The only problem is, is he came that way, Len White went the other way. But by then, as I said, Len White had been injured by Mackay and he wasn't the same like Len White that we knew. So he, he, he went to Huddersfield. Um, he wasn't playing against us that day. Um, but uh, 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 Southampton, rather, um, uh, O'Brien and Rian Payne scored their goals. That's Terry Payne, the, the right winger who became very famous. Our side was uh, uh, identical to the one that played in the previous couple of uh, games. Uh, no change at all in, in, in that. So we're, we've got a settled side and we're starting to uh, make a difference. We're in the right half of the of the division now. Um the next Saturday, we've got an away game against Luton Town. I don't know if I got a Luton program. No, no you didn't. So. Right. Um, and that's something else that's harder in the second division. That's finding programs. Um, Luton Town beat us 1 0. And the scorer was Gordon Turner, who eventually became the manager. Uh, we didn't play very well. Only 9,000 at the ground, which at the ground, which for Luton apparently wasn't a, a, bad, uh, a bad score, a bad crowd, rather. The next Saturday, we're away again to Charlton Athletic uh, and everybody's nerves are on edge going to London again so soon. But lo and behold, they put up a good performance and get a, a very um, acceptable draw, Charlton 1-1. Al Church scored our goal. And annoyingly, annoyingly, right on the 90th minute, um, I mentioned to this this character Laurie that played for Charlton, who who would cause an argument in the phone box. Well, he caused an argument in our penalty area in the 90th minute and scored a 
blessed equalizer, much to the chagrin of the of the Gallagher following. That's the that's the program. Yeah, I mean, it it just beggars belief, uh, and it would be him, of course. Seventeen thousand at that game, which uh, Gallagher wasn't bad for um, for Charlton. The next match is a home game against Bury, and everybody thinks, "Whoa, well, this is going to be a goal fest. We've already beat them uh, at, at their place. We hammered them at their place. We're going to get something against them here. No such luck. Bury beat with two one, with Thomas scoring our goal, with Turner and uh, Bobby Thompson own goal in the, before just before half time, uh, giving Bury a two one win before a, a twenty six thousand crowd, which is." Uh, to say it's devastating after the progress we're making um, is, is just uh, unbelievable. So we now go to the next away game, which is an away game at Middlesbrough. And we beat Middlesbrough 3-0. Sorry, uh, Middlesbrough beat us 3-0. Uh, Orrit scored two and Harris scored the third. Um, very, very, uh, how can I say, um, dismal uh, commentary the next time we meet people that talk about the football uh, Twenty-one thousand at Ayrson Park. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, Middlesbrough played us off the park. It's the only way to describe it, which was hard to take. We're now uh, away to uh, Brighton, and we're thinking, well, we've got something. We've got more than something at home. We beat them quite easily. So can we do? So can we do it there? And lo and behold, they do. They didn't let we down. Four uh, 0 So. Thomas Kerry and Altchurch with uh, 12,500 12 at Brighton, the Brighton ground. Uh, and that 4 0 win was uh, really picked us up off the bottom because we're starting to head the wrong direction again. And now we're slipping back into the, the top the top bit of the league that we want to be in. And uh, um, it's uh, no, no surprise to say that uh, uh, we're expecting. Uh, the Gallagher corner was uh, relieved to say the least uh, that th that's what was happening because uh, um, the 2-1 loss against Bury earlier on uh, really knocked the stuffing out of everybody um, as did the 3-0 defeat at Middlesbrough of course so now we've, we've got an away win at, at Brighton and we're, we're coming home and we're, we're um, at home to Scunthorpe and uh, we beat Scunthorpe 2-1 with McGuigan scoring uh, um, an own goal for them. And uh, we, uh, Thomas and Day, and of course Thomas is an ex-Scunthorpe player, um, uh, enjoyed that, that goal. I remember being in the match, he celebrated rather lavishly because it was his old team. The crowd's now back up to 38,000, which is, which is uh, quite something. Um and the team uh, we, we, uh, we, we put out is, uh, um, as I say, predictable because it's, it's, uh, it's the lads that have been playing uh, playing all, all, all through. Dave Holland's ever-present goalkeeper, uh, Dick Keith, Alf McMichael, George Wright, Willie Thompson, Jackie Bell, Bill Day, Jim Kerry, Barry Thomas, Ivor Church, and Jimmy Fell. Um, and... Uh, um, it was uh, relief, I think, size of relief when the, the winning goal went in in the Gallagher corner for that day. The next game is an away game at Norwich. Now, I think there might be a programme for Norwich. Yes, there is. Um, and uh, nil-nil 
well, Norwich were playing well, and we we got a nil nil at St James as well. We we got a nil nil at Norwich as well with uh, eighteen thousand in the ground. Um, another nil nil, which um, by paper reports suggested it was quite a good game, uh, but as far as we were concerned at the time, the important thing was that it it kept us going in the in the right direction. Um, next game is. Uh, um, Rotherham United at home, and we win 1-0 with the Barry Thomas scoring the only goal, 22,000 in the ground. So we're, 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 as I say, we're in the right half of the table now uh, and going in the right di- right direction. A team identical to the one that played in, in, the, in the previous home game. The next game is Bristol Rovers away, and uh, everybody's hoping that we might uh, get something from that. Uh, I don't think there's a Bristol program. No, there's not a Bristol no. program. Um, Thomas scored early on, it's early on for us. And we thought, oh, great. <laughs> Couldn't hold it. Uh, Jarman scored two for, for Bristol Rovers. And the 10, 11,000 crowd went home happy, uh, which is more than we could say. We didn't come home happy. Um, the next match was a home match against Stoke City. And... Uh, we wanted to do well. We needed to do well in this match to keep her in the top half of the table. And we beat Stoke 2-0 with uh, Thomas uh, scoring both the goals. Uh, 22,000 in the crowd, uh, which is just starting to come back. Uh, and uh, people are starting to feel a bit more relaxed. Uh, and as you'd say from the next game, uh, Derby County at home, we beat Derby 3-0. Thomas Hale and Fell score the goals. And now the crowd's 35,000. It's amazing how a win suddenly turns the crowd on again. Uh, playing for Derby County, though, is Bill Curry, our ex-centre forward, who, who Charlie Mitten had signed off to uh, um, uh, to Derby at the start of the season. Uh, but as I say, a 33,000 crowd. Next uh, game is an away game. To Sunderland, and that might be the way program that you showed earlier. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's um, sadly a three three nil loss with Hurd scoring two and Willie McPhee scoring the, the third. Fifty eight thousand at the ground, and uh, it's uh, yeah. Um, not often you see the inside of the programs uh, these days. However, it, it it adds to, but it it doesn't soften the blow that we lost three 0 to the Mackhams. Um, the next match is an away match to uh, um, uh, to Derby County, uh, which comes very quick after the uh, um, um, uh, the previous game uh, against Derby County. Um, and I, again, I must have something to do with Easter, the two games being so close. Uh, it was an away game, but one which uh, um, we won 2 1. Thomas and Altchurch scored for us. Bowers scored for them, 11,000 in the crowd. And of those 11,000, yes, that's the programme. I know that all of the Chicken Road Academy were in that crowd because my father's sister Nan lived in Derby. And if there was a match anywhere near Derby, he always used to get a bus up and go and see his sister Nan. And, and at the end of the day, she ended up feeding the, feeding the whole bloody bus and getting the corner shop to provide them with, with beer and, 
uh, blackleg fags and anything else that could sell uh, to the Geordies on the bus. Um, so we got a 2-1 win and that way we feel uh, a lot happier. And we're now heading towards the uh, uh, last game of the season, which uh, was um, against Leeds United at home. And thinking, oh, well, surely, surely, surely we're going to get a, a result for this last game. Uh, 22,000 and Leeds beat with 3 <laughs> Johansson, <laughs> Johansson, Mac Adams and uh, Keith Owen goals were the goals. We were never in the match, is, is the true story, Steve. Um, but 22,000 were there, which I was, was one. Um, however, the, 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 the important... Uh, thing at the end of all of that is is that we ended up um, 11th in the league um, and having sweated for for most of the season that we're going to be in the bottom half of the league in the way where defence had been playing the year before, 11th was quite creditable to most people except when you look at the league table so we're 11th on 39 39 takes you down to 18th. 11th to 18th are all on 39 points. Then 36, 36, 33 and 31. Bristol Rovers and Brighton, who value. No wonder Brighton went down because we, we hammered them twice and we weren't very good then. Uh, but with, we're 11th with 39 points. Uh, and, and all those teams are lowest, all on 39 points. The only difference is goal difference. And the winners of the league, of course, are Liverpool by Country Mail. 62 points, 100 goals for, 43 against. Uh, Leighton Orient was second because uh, they, they, they'd played their socks off all season with 54 points. And Sutherland just missed promotion by one point, 53 points. 53 points. And that Goals, 85 goals Scundland scored that season um, and only 50 against. So um, they would regard that, and well, I know they'd regard it as a hard luck season. It certainly was. And some of the other teams at the top of the division, Scunthorpe, Plymouth, Huddersfield, and way down at 11th, but at least we're still in the league and, 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 and uh, doing my business. I think there may be one or two other bits and pieces on there. No, that's it. That's it, right? Okay. Is another picture of the youth cup? Oh, there might, aye, there might be. I've, I might have missed that. Yeah, there is. There it is. Sorry, John. Well, the importance of that is, is that's the year we won the youth cup with Bobby Monkers, were captain. We beat Wolves two one uh, to win the, that youth cup, and the team was Stan Craig, who I went to school with, David Craig, who became a great fullback, Colin Clish, who played fullback for her. Clive Chapman, who was transferred very early on. John Markey, who was transferred early on. Dave Turner, who, who went to uh, Sunderland, as it happens. Matthew Gowland, who ended up at uh, Middlesbrough. Alan Suddick, who's a name that everybody will know. George Watkin played for, for the first team for a few few uh, couple of seasons and then went off to uh, Leicester. And then inside left or left midfield, Bobby Moncur and captain of the youth team. And Les O'Neill was the left winger. So quite a star-studded lineup, but quite a number who actually made it. And, and, and for I've looked at other Youth Cup uh, uh, teams 
winning teams and, and just looked at how many made it. And, and that number that we've got, you've got to find Chelsea with Jimmy Greaves and Frank Blundstone and all of that lot in the Chelsea team. Peter, Peter Schillett and um, all of those in the Chelsea team before you see the same number making it. So um, if if we did nothing else, we, we, we made a... We made a, um, a good showing in, on the youth side that year. So that's 1961 uh, in a nutshell, or not quite a nutshell, but um, it certainly um, wasn't easy. You, you could tell by the way we were up and down, up and down the whole season. And there were a number of times in the Gallagher corner where um, there were huge sigh of relief when goals went, went in uh, and gave us a victory. Uh, but nonetheless, it's, it, an entertaining season and a one which we, we won't forget. And uh, I, I think, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, the top goal scorer was uh, Ivor Allchurch. Him and J Jimmy Fell scored 11 goals each um, out, of, uh, out, of our, out of our goals. We scored 64 together. So there was uh, wingers like Sudik and Ken Hale in midfield who were weighing in with... Uh, Eights, nines, and tens to get the figure up to sixty odd, um, but uh, it, it it was an entertaining season uh, and a one which augured uh, well for the future. Is all I'd say. Uh, and Norman Smith turned out to be a good temporary manager. He kept the dressing room happy, which was uh, uh, what was needed, and he did manage to keep Seymour and McKee away from each other's throats for a while. Anyway. So that's it. Look forward to 1962 uh, and I think a much happier story. Brilliant um, stuff from George as always. Thanks for your time research. Thanks to Skips and Bins. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals. You can find them 304 Old Durham Road or telephone 478-2730. Email Darren directly at darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or go to the website www.darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Also, thank you to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.thegohd.com. And Mr. Vicky's Sources, Handmade in Cumbria. You can find them at mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to Away Day Clothing and thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk. Makers of pool tables and snooker tables and walls, and Newcastle and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe, hit the NUFC Matters logo in the bottom right hand corner. You can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share, share to your social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show is finished on YouTube. If you want to become a member, you can click join or you can go to the website and become a cult member and go to nufcmatters.com. You can get a pen, a scarf and a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. If you want to do that, pay a one-off fee. You can also use the QR code. If you've got a smartphone, it'll take you straight there. We do send you a free car sticker. If you are a subscriber, just Email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. Don't forget, we do support the food bank. NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is where you need to go to make a virtual donation today. And that is it. George, look forward to catching up with you next time, and, mate. And you, Stephen. Thanks, everybody. And 
My thanks to the sponsors as well. Thank you very much. Take care, George. Thank you, Steve. Bye for now. Thank you.